0: welcome back to it's all light today's special guest is ethan jensen
1: how's it going
0: i don't even know where ethan's from ethan where are you from
1: um well my parents live in salt lake um, and i graduated from skyline high school All oh, right on although I, I grew up in denver colorado okay um, I only spent my last two years of high school at, at, in salt lake so it's always a little bit jumbled up from where i'm nice. from but we'll say my parents live in salt lake and i grew up in denver
0: okay cool Yeah, I met Ethan at a musical fireside. We just started talking and I like to talk about my podcast to anyone I meet and asked if he wanted to be on it. And he said, yeah, so here we are. And I am so excited because you'll love our topic, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But first, we're going to get to know Ethan. Ethan, if you could travel anywhere in the world tomorrow, all expenses paid for, where would you go?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think... I've been. I have never been to Europe, mm. and so I'd love to do a big Europe trip. Yeah. Um, probably like start somewhere in Greece, you know, then make my mm. way over to Italy, mm-hmm. Spain, and and maybe end up in and also end up in the UK in London. Oh, yeah. Something like that, if it's all paid for, especially. Yeah. Europe is a little expensive,
0: especially London. So my sister's going to be doing BYU London in the fall, and I'm like, I want to go visit her, but it's so expensive. But yeah, Europe's a yeah. dream. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be, it'd be cool. I would like, I, I have never been. And it's like, that's the next place for yeah. sure that I'm like, need to go, need to look go. Look out,
0: look out for those cheap flights. Cause once you're over there, you're over there. Usually Amsterdam is the cheapest. So keep your eye out.
1: Okay. Thanks for the advice. I also
0: just posted a whole travel episode on the podcast. So when you go, you can listen to that.
1: <laughs> um, nice. I'll need all the suggestions that I can get.
0: Yeah. A few other fun facts about Ethan. Is that he loves sports and making music with his friends. He's a business student at USU and graduates in the spring. And right now he's an SDR at Award Co. That's pretty cool. Um, Do you play an instrument? You say make music with friends. What, what does that entail?
1: Uh, I'm not super proficient at anything. It's more uh, jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none type stuff, mm-hmm. but... I, I loved I love to sing and so yes. I learned how I learned how to play instruments just well enough that I can sing and play most any like pop song that I want yeah. to sing.
0: Uh, do you want to um, sing for us right now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that maybe for a different podcast.
0: I'm actually wanting to do some type of musical thing on the podcast, just like have people sing like a few like a like a song just for fun. I think that would mix up the talking. I don't know. So maybe we'll have a musical episode and you can come sing. With your friends, you can bring your friends and we can record it all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we could uh, do a little quartet thing with my friends. Uh,
0: Okay, put it on the calendar. So, Ethan, what do you light up about?
1: Yeah, so um, recently, I mean, what do I light up about? I I love just, like, seeing the world through the, like, context of true principles, Hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I, I, I you know i think i p- chose my the topic on that little survey that you, you had me do and and i chose leadership because i really do think leadership is just such a, a cool um subject i i like you said i i study at utah state university and they have a really cool leadership program mm-hmm. there that i got to be um a part Was of is it the ambassadorship no so it's it's called the cubby leadership oh, fellows oh cool so yeah Leadership Center. Way cool. Uh, and do strength based coaching stuff. And the, I mean, everything is totally derived off of the um, seven habits of highly effective oh, people. I'm all about
0: this. Um, yeah.
1: And um, other leadership style books that I've just really come to love. And I even, you know, decided to pick up uh, a leadership minor and, and I wow. got to go on a couple of different trips with the leadership program. That's so cool. Um, these foreign trips, where we go travel and meet people and and talk to them and figure out their life plan and 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 just kind of do these personal growth activities. Um, and so, I, I've been kind of really obsessed with with growing my leadership and my my personal growth. Wow! Um, as of the past year, year and a half or so. And uh, I've been it's really been changing my perspective and it, it, and it's something that I truly do light up about and I love to talk about, as you can maybe already tell. Oh,
0: yeah, and I'm sitting over here just like grinning ear to ear because I absolutely love this topic. And I was an ambassador at UVU, and we had leadership courses and leadership classes and strengths classes. and and I just fell in love with these principles as well as just learning about how to be a good leader. Still, a huge work in progress, but it's so fun to learn about and to study. And then my job now focuses on like just discovering personal development, your strengths, your love languages, all of the above, your work style like it. And then, like, there's like a seven habits training. Like, this stuff is my favorite thing to talk about. So I cannot wait to pick your brain.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's something that I've totally gotten just really obsessed with it. It's really easy. If anybody who has attended Utah State and taken um, any leadership courses or been involved with the leadership center up yeah. there would, would, would attest that it definitely just, it changes your perspective on on life. And it is it is super, super cool. I'm actually um, getting kind of well enough read. And, and I love to like, I love sharing my thoughts. One of the reasons why I love, you know, you just invited me onto your podcast without even really knowing me super well. I was <laughs> like, you know what? I love sharing my thoughts. I love being able to keep myself intentional with my learning. You know, I want to be, I want to learn and I want to grow with real intent Mm -hmm. and and be consciously thinking about how to grow my, my leadership styles, how to more utilize my strengths while mitigating my weaknesses to be able to have that higher impact on others. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, something that it's probably worth saying at least is that I I'm actually in the process of writing my own book about it. Um, And I, you know whether it'll be published or not or whether it's it's going to be shared it's been a really cool experience for me to just continue to be intentional and just really think these things through and kind of come up with my own formulas for how you know things like respect are built or things like you know so mm-hmm. um and, and how <clears throat> the journey of of being selfless and becoming a leader um are so inevitably tied together and then also just how uh Christ is at the center of all of it wow. and that's my favorite part is just how um, obviously, when you learn about leadership, it's it, you're you're learning how to be a better leader. Yeah. Which the best leader that's ever existed on this planet is Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and by developing his attributes is how you know we end up becoming better leaders. Um, wow. And I think that's uh, you know obviously while I'm being taught in school, that's not very like plainly stated, right? Right. But it's oh. is for sure implied as we learn about that. And so I really love the fact that it can hit a broader mm-hmm. audience with gospel principles by more taking like a scholarly approach to teaching of these Christ like yeah, and those kind of things.
0: That is so cool. I'm so excited to learn more about this. And just as you're talking, I can see the passion in your eyes about this. But it's also like you mentioned like you're learning about this, but you want to make it intentional and like applicable, right? So like with me mm-hmm. in the podcast, like I try to implement what I've been taught in each episode. And each episode is something new and I try to get takeaways that hopefully other people are gaining from these takeaways as well and then try to apply that to my life because just the more you can learn and grow, the better off you are and and the more exciting life is. So um, why do you think others should know about this? Like, we'll dive into what this is, but just off the get-go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think... Um... I mean, it's, uh, again, without a definition of what this is, it's, it may be a little bit hard for me to totally, totally speak yeah. on the subject, I guess, but on, on just the subject of, of leaderships and true principles, mm-hmm. uh, in general, you know, I feel like as we go and live our lives, the goal, I think a lot of times is just to increasingly become more and more mature, mm-hmm. you know, making logical decisions becoming at the, at the end of the day, what we're, what we're talking about is becoming like our heavenly father, which is such a universal teaching inside of, of course, the religious um, preference that is, is prominent here in Utah. Of course, the church of Jesus Christ, of the of Saints, of we're always teaching that mm-hmm. let's become yeah. like our heavenly father, but we're not, we don't always think about the, the t- little implications of how that, of how that is exactly demonstrated in our day-to-day lives, right. so all the intricacies and how that applies to that and, and how each relationship that we have is a type of, of, of how our heavenly father deals with us. And that can help us govern our interactions mm, with other people and be more effective. Yeah. Um, and I think in the church, especially we teach so openly about how much joy it comes from becoming like our heavenly father and learning to act and be more like him, mm-hmm. especially the way that we treat others. Yeah. Um, But then I don't know exactly how intentional we are about making sure that we're learning those principles that he's trying to teach us and applying them in the correct ways and forms in order for us to have the most influence that we can have on other people and helping them grow while also, of course, ourselves becoming more like our Heavenly Father. Wow, Um,
0: I I love that you connected. Like I had always connected Jesus Christ as a leader when I would study these leadership principles, but I never like worded it in a way I'm going to quote what you wrote. You said leadership, it is leadership in a way is just a scholarly approach to learning about the gospel and personal development. So I feel like the plug for those out there who don't feel like they're natural born leaders or they don't have that red personality. Well, I don't even have the red personality trait yet. I I want to be a leader because sometimes like in the workforce, those personalities are more leadership based or leader, leader type. But I like the connection that leadership, you can lead your own life. Like leadership doesn't have to mean leading people. But like you said, leadership is how we interact with others as well. And it could be like how we lead our lives. Okay, keep going. I just thought that was a cool fact.
1: Well, yeah. And, and just based off what you're talking about there, one of the first principles that I want to really focus on um, in my book, um, which I have very tentatively titled uh, Unwavering Selflessness.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh,
1: and and um, I I think one of the big concepts is that um, when we are aware of our self worth and are have built you know what Stephen Covey calls independence when we have built that self worth tunnel and we know exactly who we are mm-hmm. what principles we need to follow. What what our worth is on this planet, which has been already irrevocably decreed in heaven as a child Mm -hmm. of God, Mm -hmm. a brother and sister to Jesus Christ, which is so important and so inevitably true. When we really align ourselves with, you know, what President Nelson talks about, the three big indicators, you know, as a child of God, a child of the covenant and and disciple of Jesus Christ, when we can really identify with that and we have that solidified circle, our influence over other people begins to grow Because we have so much less need to think and feel things for ourselves so that we can now turn that on others. Mm -hmm. You don't see people that are independent and know their self-worth being able to influence other people very much because they still have to think and worry about themselves a lot. But when we can get ourselves to a place where we just know our worth so much and it's totally on a, an eternal principle that we're a child of God. It's not, it's not our worth is independent right. on whether your friends like you or not, because sometimes your friends just don't like you and that's, it happens. Like mm-hmm. um, sometimes you don't get invited to that. That's also something that I struggle with a lot is with, with my self-worth is if I don't get invited to the things that my friends are getting invited to my self-worth plummets. Now I have no capacity mm-hmm. to help or think about others and, yeah. and, and, and to be a leader yeah. and to influence. Well, um, but if I have my worth, stapled in that i'm a child of god and, and even if my friends don't invite me somewhere i'm still a child of god and it doesn't matter that i might over people can grow yeah my circle grows, my capacity grows to be selfless and to be a leader and to think of, and, and to do things for others yeah and so i like what, what you were saying there about i think you kind of hinted at that that principle that to me is so key to get everything started on the path to becoming a selfless leader yeah. like jesus christ was. yeah
0: unwavering selflessness this is something that I really do want to try to master in my life I like my goal is to have a life of service and to live a selfless life and I just am reminded of how I'm so far from that And I'm like I need to go read beware of pride and just like it's amazing the more aware you you are the more you start to see just how selfish you are in certain areas but I do love to go back to your value is fixed like no matter what no matter the mistakes I make no matter like i don't know yeah friends like the feeling of not being invited like that doesn't change my value i love the mm-hmm. you are special book by max lucado if you know that book just kind of mm-hmm. like just because we are heavenly father's children mean we have value and we have divinity just because we we exist in a way but also just how we were created we're divine so i love that our value is fixed and then that that's just the first stepping stone to to grow and become like christ yeah
1: i think i think too many people especially in our age group you know that you know i think we can even go down to high school Mm -hmm. all the way up to you know to probably the age of 30 40 years old i think the biggest um mistake and and the biggest hardships that we usually face is putting our self-worth into things that are volatile Mm. um that's that's things like other people and what they think of us um, that's stuff like how well we're doing in school or our work you know yeah. um, letting those things govern how we view um, and, and feel about ourselves and, and what what we feel like we're worth you know like if, if you get a uh, some people put so much weight on um, of, of their worth into what their significant other thinks about them their boyfriend or girlfriend mm. and some days, I, you're gonna, you're. That's just. It's volatile. It's too volatile because some days your your significant Others is just gonna be like, dude, you bug me, <laughs> like, you know. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you can't let yourself worth spiral yeah. down and it, and give your put yourself in that pit. Um, I was talking to someone the other day actually who we were having a similar conversation to this, and they were like, yeah, I feel like I actually put a lot of self worth into my production at work, and so if I fall behind in work. My self worth just plummets, mm-hmm. and I think the yeah. gum of the earth. And I'm like, there's no room for that. You are a child of God. Like, of course, try to perform. Like, don't don't let those things like say, oh, I'm a child of God. No matter what, I don't need to right, perform. Right. But, like, don't let that impact how you're wor- what you're worth. Right. You know, like, you are st- the most secure places. And I think that's why President Nelson talked about that in the young uh, young do- devotional, mm-hmm. like a year ago. Um, it, is that to put your put your worth into and put your identity into things that are eternal, mm-hmm. not volatile. And we're and be we're cautious of those
0: subject- labels, huh?
1: Right. And um I I'm subject to it just as much as anybody else. I yeah. know I I was actually talking to someone because I'm still I'm working on my book, right? Yeah. And it's it's kind of getting to the point where I'm kind of putting everything together and it's it's almost done, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna publish it. Cause I really I don't know. And then they're like, why wouldn't you? Like, there's, there's value. People are going to mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, And I I then got to – I took a piece of my own medicine. I was like, well, uh, what if it doesn't provide value to people? What if it doesn't? Then, And I'm starting to realize, wow, I really care what other people would think of my book. And I'm letting that determine mm. what I'm worth. I, and that's why I'm scared of publishing it. You know? Yeah, it, no, so it is kind of scary. Podcast, I envy you and huh? I, I actually admire you for doing this podcast because – um, I think that's something that shows that you understand that your worth is not based off of how many people listen to your podcast or even like your podcast. That's
0: true. <laughs> Although I do like when I get a lot of listens because I feel like validated. Yep. I also just like if 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 no one listens, but like my mom, even she doesn't listen to all of them, but even if I just get to interview someone and learn for myself, like it's all worth it to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just hope that other people can catch on and, and learn as well. Um, you said- you were talking about work, and I just was thinking about my job and just how how easy it is because you work 40 hours of the week, right, or more, and it's your life is so connected with your job in a way. But I think what helps me, like, in a sense, detach my value from work, but I, at my job, they try to encompass it all, so it's all about personal growth and doing your job, is using my strengths in my job. So when I'm using my natural gifts at work, there's definitely tasks that I'm not as good at that I still have to work on and sometimes I do fail at different things but my work is so like reassuring of like that doesn't mean anything about you like you're not trying to prove anything to us like I'm newer in my job they're like you're not trying to prove anything we just want you here and and try to be as helpful as you can and we'll figure it out as we go so I love that approach because it's helping me develop as a person and they're watching me and seeing where I fit the most and what makes me tick. And then they, they like change everyone's roles to fit what they do best. So it's 80% you're doing what you love 20% you're doing. I mean, work is work, right? But Mm -hmm. I think it's a healthy aspect to start viewing your life in that way and applying your strengths to things so that you can have that capacity to keep learning and growing with your fixed value. That makes sense. I don't know. I kind of rambled a little bit, but that's important. No,
1: I, I totally love that thought because uh, obviously you've, you've dove into leadership quite a bit, um, and you understand it. And obviously a huge part, you know, of the first things they teach you, at least at yeah, Utah state, when you walk into the leadership class is they, they tell you like, let's, they do a deep dive. Let's figure out what your strengths are. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out what you are. And I think it's so funny because I think, um, we get so hung up um, sometimes in the church, um, and we 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 get so hung up on ether twelve twenty-seven, mm-hmm. right? I get a weakness that they might be humble. Yeah. And that, and that humble themselves before me, I will make their weaknesses strengths, right? Yeah. I will make things become strong unto them, right? Yeah. Um, and we get so caught up in that. And it, it was challenged just a bit um when I walked into my first leadership course. Yeah. Um, because you know, what we what we usually teach um in regards to that scripture is we really need to work on our weaknesses like let's figure out our weaknesses and let's let's make them strong because Mm -hmm. god's gonna make
0: them strong
1: Um, and let's start using those whereas you walk into this leadership class and the first day they're like no we want to figure out your strengths your weaknesses and then we want to highlight your strengths let's find all Mm -hmm. the ways and mitigate your weaknesses yeah and i'm like whoa Mm -hmm.
0: like the
1: whole phone here that's not a gospel principle like that's (laughs) thrown up and like whoa what's going on. And it's funny, I've taken a bit more of a deep dive into both of those things.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Um, And I think the true principle that I have found that has really helped me like understand exactly how those strengths and those weaknesses uh, work exactly in the way that you're talking about it inside of your own work um, is I think God is, is the most balanced individual. Um, I mean, he
0: is perfect.
1: (laughs) And so he's perfectly balanced, right? Mm-hmm. He's um, I love the idea of, of contrasting principles because um, what we find is that yeah. principles by themselves sometimes are not true if they're just put by themselves and neglecting another principle. Um, okay. An example yeah. would be like justice and mercy, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, justice is a true principle. In and of itself, it's true. But with, when, when taught without the tie of mercy, with it um we actually get a false principle that's where we get the idea of only 144,000 people can make it to heaven you know <laughs> uh, and then on the other side if we teach mercy without the without the balancing principle and the counteracting principle of justice that's when we get deathbed rep- repentance mm. being accepted right um as far as true principles so it's the balance of those two you know these two principles working together that we're able to to find balance. And that's where God exists. That's where God lives. He lives in the balance. And in the same way with our strengths and our weaknesses, when we're looking at them, I started realizing when I was weighing my my strengths and my weaknesses, one of the biggest strengths that I have is that I'm a huge extrovert. I love to talk. I love to share my thoughts. Um, But because of that, I found that I'm not the greatest listener, Mm -hmm. right?
0: I can relate. But
1: (laughs) But if I'm a... If I just solely focus on listening,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, at that point, I'm not going to be talking and sharing my thoughts as much. It's going to weaken my, my, my strength that actually can be really well utilized in a lot of different careers. Hmm. Interesting. Right? Um, and, but the goal, I think when we're looking at our personal growth and development is we want to highlight our strengths. But bring, listen get,
0: up to that level.
1: Right. So we're trying to become balanced, hmm. right? We are trying to become like our Heavenly Father, like I said earlier. And part of that is balancing those things out, huh. right? Um, and so that's when when we're, we're taught in leadership to, you know, highlight our strengths and mitigate our weaknesses. Then mm-hmm. uh, we're taught by the gospel to, to make our weak things strong. Yeah. Uh, I think we both coexist, yeah. right? As we focus on well, how do we highlight the strength and mitigate my weakness to create a balance in my life where I can mm. – my listening ears on and and really hear and understand people and work with people mm-hmm. but also, you know be able to share the that I have, right um whether i have it or not that's yet to be seen but um be able to share that if that makes sense yeah. and I'd, so i love I love your thought of of strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. and i think sometimes we're not thinking about it exactly the right way um another concept that i'd want to throw into my book. So,
0: yeah, I hope people watch this on YouTube too. So they could see your hands when you were explaining that, because to me, that kind of gave me an aha moment when you were saying, okay, here's your extrovertedness at the top and then listening, you know, and, and you're like, you're not trying to bring your extrovertedness down. Like you don't want to like take, take away your, your strength, but at the same time you want to bring listening up and sometimes doing that you create more introverted tendencies and you realize you don't need to share and be loud all the time. I mean, not saying all extroverts are loud or saying you're loud, but just loud in that sense can mean a lot, but you, you bring it down maybe a little, but I also think if it is just your natural talent, it's, it's going to remain naturally high. And then you just extra work on listening to bring it up to the same level to create that balance. Like for me I'm definitely an extrovert and I'm I'm curious to take another personality test because I feel like I've been like developing introverted tendencies. Like I mean I've always loved going on runs by myself, which I realized is is kind of an introverted thing in the way, but I've noticed mm-hmm. myself more and more enjoying like a night that I don't have any plans, you know? I'm and there's definitely times mm-hmm. when I'm like I wish I could just go out with friends, but I think I've coped extremely where i'm just like okay having a dance party with my headphones on in my room you know like i know that i can find something to do i mean there's always netflix and stuff too but mm-hmm. i've been trying to read more and like go on walks more and there's like so many ways you can fill your time solo mm-hmm. um which has been cool um but it still doesn't take away from my natural like love mm-hmm. for being with people right. and then yeah listening's well, I- the thing i need to continue to work on <laughs>
1: Well, what, what's interesting about everything that you just said there is that I, I love, I mean, obviously it's it's cool how aware you are, right? And and how you're working on those kind of things and, and balancing yourself out, right? And I think what's cool is and I I I'm gonna to try to ask this as a question and because I feel like I've been making a lot of statements, but I, I think it's it's cool to, to ask questions when when learning. But do you feel like as you have seen yourself kind of balance out, you know, be able to say yeah, I'm still a huge extrovert, but I'm growing my capacity to to listen by kind of balancing that out a little bit. Do you have you felt like your your ability to connect with a more diverse amount of people has increased?
0: Yeah, I think so. I also feel like I'm I might be losing just a little bit of my extrovertedness, but in a good way. Because like when I first took the Myers and Briggs test my freshman year of college, we went and like we got to meet with like a counselor and he would go through all our results and he showed me the scale of each category like ENFP and my extroverted was like 98%. And then the other ones were I forgot what they were, but he was just saying like eventually like you can find a spouse and like they'll maybe be a little bit different and like sometimes opposite of you and then you both like pull each other to the middle And like other people and other relationships can help you do that in your life as well, you know, and you can rely on people's strengths. And instead of being like envious of someone being so good at something, you can just be like, Hey, like teach me how to do this, you know, and, and slowly start to pull yourself from that, that scale if you're off balanced. So, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like my extrovertedness, like if it's lowering, it's not lowering in a bad way. It's still a big part Mm -hmm. of me. But yeah, I feel like the more I start to see the introverted side, the more I can connect with those types of people too, right? And like be like, oh, you're so yeah. good at being able to just sit and read for two hours and focused, you know? Whereas me, I'm like, wanna do a thousand things instead. So it's like learning how they do that because that's a strength for them. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that was a great question. Thank you. It's fun being asked questions. You're good at this too. Do you want to co-host? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe at some point we can we can work that out. <laughs> but I, I love what you just said there because I think there's a reason why God can connect to everyone, no matter who they are, um, on an individual <laughs> basis. Yeah, and it goes back to the fact that He is the most balanced uh, individual um, to ever live because He's so balanced in everything that He does. He's actually able to capture and help and, and be involved with any type of audience that he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we work to balance ourselves out, right, we want to keep our strengths. We're not, because if we just work on listening and then next, thing you know, we're, we're way up here on listening and down here on extroversion, um, you know, then it, it like you, you really didn't do yourself any justice, mm-hmm. right? We want, we're, we're keeping the strengths because if we work too hard on our, our weaknesses and then we make those things incredibly strong, then you're going to find, Oh, now I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. overbalanced in the over right? Overcorrecting. Overcorrecting. Right. Um, but as we keep everything, those, these counteracting principles in balance our our influence over the types of people that we are able to influence, you know, our capacity, um, it increases, which is super simple. And we're able to connect with so many different types of people, um, why, when balancing out those strengths and those weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're able to 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 draw into bigger audiences, which I think is super cool. Obviously no one's no one's perfect at it. Mm-hmm. There's maybe been one on the whole planet that was perfect mm-hmm. at it. Um, right. and he hit every single audience and he taught to the one. Yeah. And you know there's still people for me that I'm like, man, I haven't figured out you know this person's strengths or weaknesses or the way that they they balance those things out. And I, I want to be more balanced to try to figure out how how is best to to, to help and to lead mm-hmm. you know these
0: yeah right one thought i had as you were talking is i feel like a thread that i want to dive into more is how i can let my my strengths like pa- empower my weaknesses like i feel like we need to use our strengths like 80% and our weaknesses 20% but if we're implementing our strengths into our weaknesses like for me i'm, I'm a high yellow which means fun loving and just like that. But at the same time, it's like, how can I incorporate that to other areas? And sometimes that's making my tasks that I need to get done <laughs> into a game, right? Or, and then that can help my, my balance on that end. So what are your thoughts on that? Have you studied that at all?
1: Yeah, no, that's something that I'm probably not quite as familiar with and probably needs to be um, something that I dive into just a little bit more. Um, in regards to, to the strengths and weaknesses uh, department. And, and I, I I don't know if I've totally um, heard or, or know a ton about that, that 80, 20% that you're talking about, but I do think it's, I love the way that it is brought up because again, the the key thing Mm -hmm. is that there's so many things about you that are so innately you that you need to keep. Um, And that's part of the whole self-worth like complex. Like we, when we see our strengths as something that is a hindrance for a weakness to grow, then we kind of lose ourselves mm. a little bit. Right. Yeah. And we, that, that destroys our self worth a little bit. Right. When we when we overcompensate um, those kind of principles. So I like the idea that, yeah, let's spend most of our time in our strength bubble. Right. And making sure that we are, we are using that, those strengths, your strengths are ultimately going to be God-given
0: that, gifts, that too, right?
1: That. Those are really the things that are ultimately going to influence people at the most effectively that you can, mm-hmm. right? As those strengths, but also spending time to make sure that those strengths are in balance with your weaknesses to make sure that you can also have a wider net to cast. That's obviously going to benefit so many different people in your life. Yeah. You know, I think we focus just on our strengths, you will have a very strong impact on maybe few people. But then when you are able to use this balancing act where you still keep your strength, spend those 80% right there, um, and then 20% on your weaknesses, and you're able to figure out a little bit more of a balance. Yeah, you're going to keep your your efficient your effic- efficiency with the small group, but then also be able to cast your net wider greater, to a greater a, a influence. Value, right. Okay. Uh, as we focus on those things, it does. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, it so does.
0: I'm going to turn a road. It still relates to this, but I'm going to turn a road to a new, like a different subject. And I'm not sure what other principles you have to talk about. And I want to get to those, but I want to hear your thoughts on you find yourself when you lose yourself, because I love the idea of, of what did you call unselfishly? No, what's the title of like the mock Uh, title? unwavering Unwavering selflessness. Like let's talk more about selflessness and the principles that go into that. And, and for me, my, my mind goes to you find yourself when you lose yourself. Have you studied that at all? Like tell us tell us what you're thinking.
1: Yeah, that yeah. So this is this is a really cool uh, pathway that you just opened up here. Um, and my mind just immediately went to a thousand different places. <laughs> um, but we're gonna try to pinpoint it from the top down and maybe make a little tree diagram and we're gonna see how where where the map falls. Right on. Uh, but I'm gonna address a little bit to um I'm going to address a couple different things that I've learned in the scriptures, um, both from Paul in, in first Corinthians 13, um, that also ties with, um, uh, more Moroni in what he talks about in Moroni chapter seven, okay. um, which I think is actually maybe a letter from Mormon now that I think about it, but, um, Th- they both tie together. If you read Corinthians thirteen, First Corinthians thirteen, and Moroni seven, the, just the back half of that chapter, uh, right next to each other, you're gonna find that Paul and Moroni, or, or Mormon, if it's the Mormon that write it, I'm, I'm so, I, I'm disgusted. Mm-hmm. And I forgot. No, you're fine. You're gonna notice that they pretty much say the exact same thing. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And it, that's, the, of course, the part where they talk about charity, mm-hmm. the, the yep. big. Charity. It's like cool, um, and the greatest of these is charity, right? Yeah. Charity suffereth long; it does not envy, and it's like um, it. And what's funny is, is to tie that with I think it is the second epistle of Peter in the first chapter. First epistle of Peter, he talks about the perfecting attributes of Christ, and he lists them in order in a way that graduates up. And you've probably seen the diagram with steps, mm-hmm. um, and the first one's humility. You got first be humble, and then it. it, it builds these steps of characteristics that come from that that eventually lead you to the perfecting attribute of charity oh
0: i i don't know if i've seen that actually now that you were describing it i'll have to look it up
1: but so it's kind of it's kind of neat they build Um, up to it right interesting so it's it's taught a couple times different in the scriptures that the perfecting attribute of christ was his charity I think if we're going to switch this again back to like a fact that we're leadership is a scholarly way to kind of teach personal development. Yeah. Gospel, um, I'm going to substitute charity with
0: selflessness. Okay.
1: If that's, that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I literally look at the root of charity. It's the pure love of Christ and Christ never thought of his own. No, he, never. He, he only thought outwards, mm-hmm. um, no capacity to even think about himself. Yeah. He was only thinking outwards. And that's because he was so aware of his divine role. Right. Uh, that able to only think outwards and so again drawing back from the self the self-worth thing as we grow that and become more like christ know who we are our ability to just only think about others increase and our joy ultimately increase from that as well you are so much more fulfilled when thinking outward than when thinking inward 100 percent. i love that and and like i even like to draw a parallel this is maybe getting a little bit off topic but draw a parallel to i've gone to parties before worrying so much about what people thought of me at a party and i get home and i never want to go to another party mm. again. Mm-hmm. but when i go to a party thinking who can i meet at this party what can i learn about another person mm-hmm. or how that person feels special i go to that party and i have the greatest time in my life and i come home and i'm like i want to go to every party and i want to get to know everyone and i just want to just cast my net as far as possible right, right? um and you build and, deeper so-
0: connections too like with that mentality right then you're like seeing yes. people differently
1: and so there's there's some sort of formula here that when we're thinking about selflessness it, it, there's something to be said about increasing energy and joy in our lives and it gets i like i also think about my mission mm. and i i was only thinking about other people where'd you serve mission. i did i served in iowa, iowa. cool but um i I, uh, I only thought about other people the entire time, all my prayers, all my studies, everything that I did when I even what I ate, I was like, what is gonna fill me the most to make sure that I can wow. help others the most.
0: I wish you know? I and wish I was w- that kind of missionary. <laughs> I was half well, halfway there. I, I mean, I was a good missionary, but that's a really cool mindset.
1: But and and I think genuinely because of that, dude, my head popped off the pillow at six thirty, and I could not have been more excited for the day because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there are so many people that needed, me, needed my help That's and stuff awesome. like that. So again, this is all drawing from the idea that that selflessness is so important and can just play such a vital role in our happiness, our joy, and and the amount of energy that we have um, to live our lives. Um, but to, to go back to maybe a little bit more of my point, if we're looking at that, at charity and selflessness being the the perfecting um, attribute of Christ, yep. you know, it makes it really, really important for us to learn and to, to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, um, again, I think our capacity to be selflessness derives from our, our ability to be, be independent. And then obviously the impacts that it has on our daily life is just pure,
0: yeah. pure joy. And, energy. and I want to make a plug maybe for those less religious, if you're listening that these principles, like we're relating them spiritually into the gospel we were brought up in, but there's application in just how you want to live your life loving others and and creating joy and happiness in your life and that that is by just building connections and relationships and, and looking outside yourself so i think there's still application if you take the spiritual out of this if that's the path you're on by the way okay keep mm-hmm. going
1: yeah no i i i um so to go back to your to your original question you know what what's to be said about um you know you find yourself when you lose yourself. Um, You know, I think, I think that's, that's, that's really the answer for me is just, um, you know, as, as we find that the perfecting attribute of Christ is, is that charity, you know, it's how do we, how do we imply, apply that in every part of our, our, our our time. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, struggle with having enough energy to go throughout the day. There's so many people that are, are so tired and, and, you know, I think, um, even to all my friends that, you know, um, struggle reading the scriptures, not to say that I've never, of course I've struggled reading my scriptures and stuff like that. But, um, I found that as if, if we can just take even the little things in our lives and think about what impact that can have on other people, Mm -hmm. that's going to influence our our habits and our behaviors in a way that makes us better personally grow and increases our influence over others. Mm. Um, of this so that's that's per- losing
0: yourself. So it's like going out and yeah. doing those little things, not just for yourself. I mean, have right. hints of it because you need to repent for yourself and and do different things. But keep going. Sorry, I'm interrupted.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I think so. This is this is my my little personal application of this. Mm-hmm. Um, me by myself, I guilty as charged. I struggle saying my prayers. Like I sometimes think I weigh. And this is so dumb and so stupid of me, but I weigh the opportunity cost in my head. And I'm like, dude, it takes a lot of effort for me to chill on my knees for a minute. Um, I think I can probably just talk with God throughout the day and it'll be just as effective. Mm, Interesting. Um, And maybe getting down on my knees and actually saying a vocal prayer by my bedside isn't worth the energy needed for it, which is totally false, right? Mm. I'm I'm here to tell you: false, right? (laughs) Um, Because I think there is a lot of value to that. What, what happened, what changed and why I'm better at saying my prayers now than I was a year ago is I started thinking like, well, I'm thinking so much about selflessness and how charity is the um, the, the perfecting attribute of Christ, right. the selflessness and right. the others. What if I turn my focus and I, instead of praying for myself and praying for the things I need, and the things that I see and the things that I want to tell God, um, what if I focus, change that to. I need to be praying for others. You know, I need, I, other people need my prayers in order to, 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 for something good to happen in their lives. You know, suddenly mm. I'm a, so much more motivated to say my prayers because I'm not, I'm losing myself. I'm just thinking purely about others and that the joy that comes from that. Um, and, and now my prayers are for my nine-year-old sister, you know, who's going to school and, and maybe he's dealing with a bully, you know? Um, and, I truly believe that she needs that prayer, and now I'm so much more motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, experiences of my mission. You know, I was so good at reading my scriptures and saying my prayers and doing the little habits and and go like doing my exercises and eating the things that I should eat because I really truly believe that other people needed my help that day. Mm-hmm. Um, our lives thinking selflessly like, about what me? others we are actually more motivated to do everything that we need to do in our own lives. And we, it comes from totally losing ourselves, losing, losing thoughts of ourselves and just focusing on, on others that we actually get fulfilled. Wow. Um,
0: That is so cool. What do you think is what? Go ahead.
1: It's just a concept I'm obsessed with.
0: Yeah. No, I love it. As you were talking, I went to the temple last week and I was doing just temple names and initiatories um, for those you can Google it. I don't want to explain it right now, but one of the names was from the year 1540 and I just kind of felt extra connected to this name. And sometimes I go and I just think of all the blessings and things for myself, but too often I forget that I'm doing this for someone else and focusing on them, even though they're just a spirit. I mean, sorry, that sounded bad. They're not just a spirit, but it's hard to harder to like conceptualize it but I was focused so much on her and just just, I wonder what she was like and and she's waited 600 plus years for these blessings you know just like that connection made me so close to her and I've never known her like some girl from Germany and then I, I was able to go to the office and you can request to do the rest of her temple work so I can go seal her to her parents and do her endowment for her and just like Building that friend that I'll be able to meet one day was just such a cool experience, and it made my temple experience that much more joyful because I was focused on on who I was doing the work for. And so, I encourage you if you go to the temple, focus on focus on the people you're doing the work for because it, it really does make a difference. And there'll be an angel in your life, I believe. So, I like that aspect of prayer and even scripture study too. Like, what's a principle I can read this morning? in a verse that maybe I could text this verse to a friend or I don't know. I love that. You really can lose yourself to find yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I think it's, I, I love, I I'm consistently and always finding new ways that I can draw from that principle yeah. um, to motivate and to, to inspire me to to do the things that I need to be able to do on a daily basis. Um, it, it's funny, even in my wife work as an SDR, um, for anybody that knows what an SDR is, I'm basically just a, a cold call salesperson, which is um, b- kind of, I would say it's pretty hard, pretty hard work. Yeah, It's ho- hard to be motivated to just cold call people and and ask if they want to meet to talk about your product because you don't always get happy people, yeah. right? That's yeah. always like, why are you calling me? I, You know, stuff like that. There's always that fear of rejection um, that comes from it, and it's funny because I do really believe the products that I sell at a workout work is a great company that has such a great product totally. that I really help people. So I think it's easy to maybe think about that as being the way that I'm motivated to, to, mm-hmm. to still do and, and to do them. But I've actually found that I feel like just, I want to develop the character of someone that always works hard and is disciplined. Right. Um, and I feel like that, like, to me, I'm like, if I can develop that just through the work that I do as an SDR, my ability to influence people that are maybe more important than these people that are jumping on these calls, these different companies mm. increase. And so when I'm thinking about my motivation to do what I'm doing at work, which is sometimes very demanding, I'm thinking about maybe uh, those characteristics that I'm building by by learning to talk to people, by learning how to influence people by with sales, learning how to be disciplined, and stuff and how that's maybe going to bless my future family
0: mm, right yeah.
1: those are characteristics of you know a good potential future father mm-hmm. uh, future husband like that and so i'm i'm actually most of the time thinking about those people yeah. that i'm that i'm experiencing just by doing the tasks at hand and that's how i'm motivated to do yeah. my demanding work in SDR, yeah you know so all these different applications of this exact same mm-hmm. thing of losing yourself being selfless yeah. being you know, practicing charity just in the like minuscule ways Mm -hmm. and trying to twisting, developing those characteristics um, has impact on my general motivation and enjoyment of life. Yeah,
0: and I love how that uh, translates to every aspect of your life. As you were talking, I mean, see, I need to work on my listening because as you were talking, I'm like listening to you, but I'm also like, oh, and this sparked this in me. (laughs) But like for my job, I feel like a way we try to look outward is asking ourselves, is this helpful? Am I being helpful? So kind of in every task we do, we just ask, is this helping? Am I helpful? Or how can I be helpful? You know, so I I do a few different things, but I always like go to different people and be like, Hey, like would this be helpful or can this be helpful? Because then I'm I'm using what I'm good at to help a situation. And it might not even be my responsibility, but I'm like, oh, I can help out with that. I can be helpful and use my strength here and use my strength here, you know. So my role isn't completely defined. I have some responsibilities, but there's other areas that I tap into because that's where I feel like I can be helpful. And then then getting feedback of, oh, was this helpful? And then I know where to channel my energy, right? Because we only mm-hmm. have so much to give every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Um, how much more how much more time are we looking at? Here? We're probably
0: going to do our uplifting takeaway in the next minute, but go ahead.
1: Okay, because I, 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 I was almost sensing maybe this was this was maybe coming to a close, but um, one thought that I, I want to of course finish on because I think I'm really hyper focused and obsessed with this idea of thinking outside of ourselves and thinking about other people, mm-hmm. which I think is super super key yeah um, however, I do think there's even a higher level above that oh, let's talk a little bit about we talked a little bit about um, at the beginning we talked about our own self-worth right, right. and how that uh, allows us to cast our net wider, give us a a greater capacity to look outward. Mm -hmm. Then we talked a little bit about the implications of how we can begin to do that, you know, being selfless and and actually practicing and learning the principles Mm -hmm. that are needed to to actually get yourself extended. You know, I think the last thing that I would like to, to draw is maybe a higher, the highest level is drawn from the scripture that when you're in the service of your fellow beings, you're only in the service of your God. Mm. Um, it, it, it's even more motivating when you can have that connection with God through your self-worth and that, that independence that we've talked about. Um, when you are just purely trying to please, um, God and, 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 help him with his work, that's the highest level. If we can actually get ourselves to be motivated by God is, is requiring me and he needs me to do this. And I don't want to disappoint my heavenly father. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's the highest level of motivation and energy that we can live our life, and that's in itself very selfless as well. Trying to selflessly doing the things that you need to do for something that you don't really know totally exists out there. Interesting um, is is the highest form, and I, that's the one that's yeah. that's the, the most divine. It's the hardest one for me to for us as humans to wrap right. our brains. So over, even I think.
0: like becoming so like Jesus of- is below that because we become like Jesus because he he's honoring and glorifying God. And that's what we ultimately want to do.
1: Right. Because I'm even thinking about, you know, what is the reason why Jesus even um, suffered the atonement? Right. I think we, we I think the two, ate an extent, yes, he did it for us, but I think it was more for him to complete the will of the father. Right. Um, and yes, the implications impacted the entire human nation. And I'm sure that's something that warmed his heart, but his energy and his motivation was was to please the father and, and to do what he needed to be done. And when we can get to the point where we're so selfless, we're so full of charity that we are so focused on what God wants to do for us. uh, What, what what God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. That's the the level of motivation. And that's the level of selflessness that is, is that we're trying to achieve. I think there's a lot to be said and a lot to be taught Mm -hmm. about this second level of, of really focusing on other people. But I think, there's even a, a step above that that we, that we haven't so, totally touched. I don't know if I'd know how to properly
0: teach. So why? Like, why would that be the highest, do you think?
1: Well, um, I mean, when I think what, the, the, the thing that I come to a little bit with that is that if we're fully focused on other people, other people are still imperfect and their needs and their desires can still be imperfect. Right. And so we're not going to be to extend ourselves um, to the point where we're being damaged by, by the imperfections uh, of, of them as well. And so that's where God comes in to help govern those kind of things. And when we're doing it to serve God, we're still going to, the impacts that we're going to be able to have is actually going to be further reaching um, than even just focusing on, on others. However, uh, it, there's going to be a perfectness about it that, that brings bliss. And I, I, again, I there's it's something that I still need to learn and teach and 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 figure out a little bit more. Yeah. And that's why my book is quite finished yet. Is there's a lot to discover it's there. So cool. I don't know the resources, but that's kind of where where my final thought was kind of is kind of going at least uh, is that yeah. I think there's something to be said about selfless in the way that it applies to I want to be selfless in all my actions and all the things that I do for God. Like I know I I said before that my motivation to pray comes because I really feel like other people need my prayers. But how much more important is it is that for me to think, well, God needs me to pray for these people.
0: Mm-hmm. Or who does God need me to pray for? Cause your prayers can even be directed by God. Like, and God knows right. more than you and God can direct you to ask for the things you need or to ask for things others need. Yeah. Wow. What a cool principle. I love that. Takeaway. I'm trying to think of my like biggest takeaway from today's episode and there's just so many pieces, but I think what stood out to me, out to me the most was the idea of, of praying for others and, and doing everything in my life for others. You know, like, I don't know, like mm-hmm. when you cook for other people too, like making meals for one person is hard, but when you do it with someone else, I just, it just gets easier because you're providing that for them too. And, and it makes mm-hmm. eating healthier, easier. You know, there's just so many ways that I want to Capitalize on those in my life, but what are your final words, Ethan?
1: Um, I just think, um, again, just focusing on the little ways that you can become more like your Heavenly Father, um, and use those things as uh, to build the relationships and to build your own personal growth. Um, think about the little implications. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think generally a lot of these people that are listening to this podcast are probably doing really, really well. Um, I think just I hope your mind was opened to, during this during us talking and, and learning from each other and and this, this this podcast that um you open open your mind to the little tiny things that you can do to just shift parts of your relationship or parts of your day, mm-hmm. um, become more like your heavenly father and more more selfless and more a way to build energy than rather than subtract it by by self
0: selfish thoughts Bill, build build love talking. and energy yeah by by unleashed no what's the word (laughs) unwavering selflessness there we go and we'll end with that thank you so so much this was so cool I definitely can tell we could talk for hours so we'll probably do a part two and maybe dive deeper into leadership styles and how to develop those leadership qualities and this is like the first step so thank you again everyone I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week see you later